everyone, and welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about gravestone settings, fixed ponies, and children with unfinished business. It's a thing I never wanted to say, but here we are, and we have to say it, because in this world, there are children with unfinished business. It it might just le- be legitimately one of the darker plot lines that never gets explored in the show. Like, you can't introduce to me children with unfinished business because they shouldn't have unfinished business. The only unfinished bu- oh god, the only unfinished business they have is not growing up, which means they can't finish it. Oh my god, I'm so mad about the children. <laughs> I'm so mad about the children. Yeah, and out of all the a- crossing guard. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, what could it mean? There's also teacups and pens and coffee with unfinished business. So it really just... The, 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 the more we learn about the underworld, the better... The, the more it just makes me chuckle. <laughs> yes, because we are talking about Season 5, Episode 14, Devil's Do. And this is an episode with a title that, for me, doesn't really connect to the plot of the episode in any way. Mm-mm. But that's fine. Okay. And this is an episode that focuses on Rumple. That is not fine and not yeah. okay because yeah. everything they do with Rumple, it makes him less and less worthy of redemption by the end. The redemption that we all know is coming. He. I I don't know if I would say up until this point I had completely forsaken the idea of Rumple's redemption. I will say now with 100% certainty. No redemption can be made for this man. I I I'm so mad. They they drew me up to being like, "Wow, you know what? Turns out Mila did suffer and I feel bad for her and I get it." And I'm so glad that we found her and she gets to, oh no, her story continues to end tragically because Rumple's a jerk. Fantastic. Amazing. Rumple, <sighs> Rumple gets no redemption. I won't, I won't allow it. I mean, in a sense, he does, he does get what's coming to him at the end because he is through the magic of um, contracts not expiring just because you die, which is another thing entirely. Oh my God, what if I die and my car bill wasn't paid off? Like, do I have to pay my car bills in the underworld? That would be, you know what, Beth? Mortgage. I think we just discovered, I think we just discovered what the devil's do is. <laughs> it's your car payment. See, that's, see, that's what sucks about capitalism, people. It follows you till you die, and then it keeps going. Let's yeah, talk that, about that instead. Yeah, you know what? They say that you can't carry, like, through an eye of a needle. Seems like that's not true at all. <laughs> no, it is not. Uh, well, before we get to the main crux of the story involving the rescue of Hook and the utter ruination of a character who has now completely given all pretense of wearing the makeup, which I cannot wait to just, that's oh, so delicious. Uh, we've also got everybody else. They're doing stuff because we're all in the underworld and the goal is to rescue Hook. 
And Rumpel comes in with a genius plan. He's like, don't worry. The genius plan only requires two people because we need to have a couple plot lines. So Emma, you're with me. We're going to go get your boyfriend. And you guys, like, clean the house. I don't care. (laughs) I like Robin's, like, real only line in this episode was, you guys do not want to see what that dog did upstairs. And it kind of makes it sound like the dog took a dump upstairs. <laughs> I mean, in my mind, he did. That's you know exactly what? what Robin was talking about. Yeah, there's not really an outside for Cerberus to go to. And frankly, I don't blame him. I don't blame that poor pup at all. Yeah. It's all, you know, we established this last week. All demon dogs go to heaven. So don't yes. worry. Cerberus is fine. He's happy like- frolicking. I feel like Hades doesn't walk Cerberus as much as Cerberus needs. Like Cerberus oh. seems like a high energy dog and needs a lot of activity and snuffle mats and lick pads. And I don't think maybe that's why he's my, maybe that's why Cerberus seems like a devil dog. Just high energy. That's not being needs of not being met. Needs cuddles. Snuggles. Redemption rock for Cerberus, not for rumple. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one side plot that we get in this episode, because most of the characters just kind of, meander around uh but regina meanders around in a more specific way because she's having some magic troubles abby yeah she's got some um it reminds me of the um the toby Maguire spider-man existential crisis my my webs aren't working <laughs> uh but she's like my magic's not working my magic's not working and so she decides to go she she wants to go f- figure out how the headstones and how you find your way around the cemeteries and how those things work. And so she does exactly... She goes to talk to the blind witch um, in a strange head-scratching move. She goes to Granny's. The blind witch isn't there. But there is this woman who isn't speaking. And it's just like, oh, where's your boss? And the woman points up. And, no, not some deity. I mean your regular boss. It was a very baffling conversation that happened there and the other woman didn't even speak is she implying that like most of the people who work work there in that realm are angels i don't know but i do love the idea that regina's like when she points up like there is an upstairs like (laughs) like she's like she's upstairs like i love that woman's probably just like cleaning a mug being like wow what an idiot like she's just upstairs she's okay she's taking a Um, nap she's tired But I like that Regina translated the no words to being like, hey, where's your boss? I only answer to one boss. Jesus. <laughs> and But like that gets cut short because then Cruella DeVille is like sneaking. She's out. skulking, which she's, she doesn't need to because she's the mayor now, apparently. She's the mayor. And then like bafflingly whispers a bunch in the next couple of scenes. Uh, but, but she gets she gets her she gets. Cruella cornered and is like hey listen I just need some information like Cruella's like listen I'm not gonna tell you nothing you don't get and she's like oh I just want to know about the headstones and Cruella's like oh okay I guess sure like I think she thought that some of her plan had gotten leaked or they were onto Mm. her and that she was like no I just have questions about the headstones and then we get a lore drop about hate about the underworld ah yes there are three settings to headstones if they are sitting straight up and unharmed it means they're here if it's fallen over it means that they have moved on to the upward yay to the good place but if it's fall if it's cracked meh 
it means they've gone down below. And we're just like, got it. It's like, I love, I love exponent or I love, I love lore drops like that where it's like, okay, let me tell you a whole bunch, bunch of information while you don't write any of it down. Hope you remember. Cause I would have forgotten. I'd have hit the door and be like, wait, which one was the correct one? Oh no. I want to make two notes to this. One, uh, Cruella is most likely wearing the skin of Bambi's mother. Oh, okay. Well, I'm don't sorry, you remember? She mentions fi- that. She name drops. She's like, I'm not saying I'm wearing this, the, the fur of Bambi's dead mother, but I'm not saying I'm not. I don't. I Like, I heard her say the line and it never hit. So I'm so- Sorry, the delayed reaction was mostly because I realized I was making a face and no one could see it, uh, <laughs> except for you. So, oh, oh boy. Yep. Yeah, she's wearing she's wearing Bambi's Bambi's mom. So, so another lore drop. Bambi's mom had unfinished business, and then she got skinned alive and or not alive, but as we see with Mila, like unfinished business can apparently be incredibly vague and also impossible to resolve. Which is like most of the unfinished business we've seen so far has been very tangible. I need to do this one thing and then I'm going to be great. And then Mila's like, I need to make up with my son who I will never get to see and talk to. So I guess I'm stuck here forever. I I don't see this as a, I don't see this as understandable or explainable. I just see this as bad writing. Inconsistent. I I agree. And the only thing that I can do is that I'm just, I'm, I'm putting psychology into this and being like, I don't think, I I talked about this, I think in the last episode, but I just don't believe a person would have enough insight on their own personality and soul in which to say what their unfinished business is. Unless it is something genuinely tangible that you were like trying to do, like Hercules. Like I was trying to complete my labors and like, this is the last thing I had to do and I die doing it. But I, I feel like, especially with like something like the underworld, you, you, you would have unfinished business that was in an, an existential, you know, kind of thing that wasn't unfulfillable. Yeah, and in the case of Cruella, she actively seeks that out because she doesn't want to go downstairs because she knows that's where she's going to end up. And on that note, I found it very funny that Cruella was the one to provide this gravestone settings information because yeah, she, maybe she's filling in as the mayor while um, while Regina's mom is presumed dead. Although we know that's not the dead, dead. Although we know that's not the case. But this doesn't feel like something Corella would know or care about. I feel like she would have learned because she went looking for her mother, Cruella. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Hey, where did my where did my no? You know what? No, she went to go figure out where her dogs went. <laughs> And you know what? Hey, that's how she figured it out. She found out where her mom went, and she found a cracked headstone because that woman uh, definitely well, went. Actually, no, because no. the mom was good. It the was that Corella was, was so psychotic. Yeah, so her mom's probably was knocked over, and she was probably extra mad about that. And then the dogs were probably also knocked over, unless one of them was some sort of no. All dogs go. All, all dogs, dogs go to heaven. All all dogs go to heaven. So she probably was looking for somebody. You know what? But she was looking for Isaac, and mm. I've, I I don't think Isaac is dead in this. He's not dead, is he? No, he's trapped somewhere. Where the hell's Isaac? I believe he's I trapped in was. like he's trapped in a book or something. I forget where Isaac is, but uh, maybe maybe the underworld they're experiencing right now is like a a, a Baramy situation, <laughs> where where it's like the world is happening at a different speed than they're existing in. So maybe Isaac dies eventually. Anyway, doesn't matter. 
I'm sure she like sought out information and that's how she figured it out. Okay. I'll, you know, I'll buy that. And so Regina gets this information and Snow goes out with her so Snow can have a purpose in this episode. And we're also making sure not to spend too much time with David because y'all, I don't think it's David. Um, But I actually found it really nice that Snow went out with Regina because this was a very big, mature thing for both of them because Daniel was the thing. Daniel's death was the thing that started it all between them. Yeah. And it, this was nice. I liked this moment. I liked that we, so they go to the, they find Daniel's headstone. It is knocked over, which means he has moved on. He has moved to the good place. And Regina has a really nice moment. And she says, you know, you were my first love. I'll carry you always with my heart. You know, I wish I could have talked to you. But at the same time, I'm, I'm happy that to find that, like, you've gone on to a good place. Um, which is a nice, is a nice closure surrounding his death in a hole like because i think she'd kind of come to terms with it but this was a very good solid because daniel never really even had a headstone that had his name on it mm-hmm. because he's buried in like a shallow grave <laughs> like it was just he it was there was no pomp or any circumstance to what was going on with his so this was a nice closure moment for her and uh, that meant her existential crisis was over and she was able to web sling again and swing around New York City. <laughs> and everyone, until she goes and meets uh, Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland later in the future. Mm. Yeah, I, and I, I'm just going to say, I'm, I stan, I don't like to use that word term, but I, I stan having healthy perspective on your previous relationships and the role that they play in your life. Because we all, you know, sometimes we're told like, oh, you get one true love and, you know, everything else is anything else. No, you can love different people. You're, in fact, you're going to love different people. It's very healthy too. Some people meet one person and that's who they're with their whole lives. But if you love more than one person in your life, that doesn't diminish the person that you're with to recognize that that person was an important part of your life and that you did indeed love them. And so I just like that closure because she's in love with Robin now, but she has this this important love in her life and she recognizes that it was a big thing for her. Yeah, and arguably the least complicated underworld relationship story that gets explored in this episode. <laughs> it's true. Let's head over to Rumpel. Oh, well, first of all, Rumpel <laughs> in the early parts of this episode uh, decides to use Eye of Newt. It's all I can think it is. He uses a full eyeball, and I didn't know what it was, and I went, oh, it's Eye of Newt. It's a joke. Um, I don't know. And he makes himself a crystal ball mm-hmm. and looks in the crystal ball, and he sees Belle having pancakes at Granny's with, I think that was Grumpy? It was Grumpy, yeah. Okay. And the scene that we get initially is just him seeing that and seeing her face, and you just see him go oh my god and then he drops it and it shatters um and i remember just being like is he does he think that bell is in love with grumpy what is he fully made this thing to break it this is he's so dramatic rumple knock it off obviously we, it, it, we get explained later but that whole time i was like okay i Boo. was Boo i was so confused i thought maybe he like because bell looked sad in the steiner because bell can't be happy if Rumple isn't there, like just narratively, it is impossible for her to do. 
So I thought maybe he was just very overwhelmed with the fact that she looked sad. And yeah. I was like, that's stupid. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get the scene. And then when I realized it, I, when I figured it out later, I got extra spicy mad. Uh, so he sees that. So that's when he goes and he shows up and he suddenly has all these plans about the underworld where he's like no don't worry i figured it all out i need to take emma because we can go because we're not gonna all get in there but emma can and i know a person and the person he knows is mila yes his he keeps saying ex-wife did they divorce because i don't think they did i know no she just left and then died yeah so Still wife. Yeah, because, like, he, you know, he, Rumpel says, we need to borrow the aura of a dead person. <laughs> One aura equals two living people. Because we hold hands. Because we hold hands, but only two. You can't have any more than that. But two is fine, apparently. It's not a one-to-one ratio. I, I love the idea <laughs> that we're tricking underworld magic by holding hands. <laughs> Although, I, in, in essence, they aren't tricking because Hades knew the whole time. <laughs> Well, that, okay, that's also true. Uh, so, okay, so I'm going to jump, jump in here. But basically, they decide to go, he's going to go find Mila uh, to to help in this plan. And he finds her. Do we want to talk about the past first? About what, like, their past before we get into what's happening now? Let's, yeah, let's go ahead okay. and talk about their past a little bit. And then I'll jump in and we'll talk yeah. about the crossing guard and the awkward reunion yeah. between <laughs> Because between Mila and Emma, who slept with two of the I'm main men in his their, life, I am obsessed with their meeting. I wanted it to go on for forty-five minutes. I wanted that um, to be the whole episode. The whole episode is just Mila trying to piece all this together. Um, so so we go in the past, and all things considered, not like very small amount of stuff happens in the past. Basically, <laughs> Mila's like working; she's doing hard labor in which that needs to be done. Like these are the house, the housework of someone that lives in a village. Like this is the ugly side of cottagecore life. Like, like oh no, I have to chop my wood and gather my things, or we're all gonna starve and freeze to death. And <laughs> Rumple is just like, ah, I have such a good time. I'm also helping with. I got, I help catch fireflies with our son. It's great. And she's like, oh my god, just you know what. That's fine. Go do more fireflies. You're actually bothering me more existing near me than not helping me. So just go not help me far from where I can hear. They are having, um, at this point, what I would consider somewhat normal marital tensions about division of labor. Yes, because this takes place after the Ogre Wars, after Rumpel um, injured himself so that he could be discharged from the army. And they are, like, out in the middle of nowhere because they got, like, shamed out of their home uh, because of what he did. And so she's trying to keep the family alive, which he later takes a dig at her about protecting... Anyway, we'll get there. So she's mad about that. The whole time they're arguing, they have both left the child unattended. And an Atlantean snake... Bites Sneal, and it has on, a big uh, convenient on the hand, just right on the dip, hand, so we can boop. see. By the way, the the distance from one fang to another versus the snake we saw <laughs> didn't difference diff- no. different. <laughs> unless unless this in land because we don't actually see the bite, obviously. Um, unless this snake just like puffs up real big and then bites and goes back down. Anyway, bites him and then Neil, ah, or I'm sorry, Balefire is screaming. 
What happened? I got bit by a snake. Mila, a stone cold killer, just thwack. This is a country girl through and through. She doesn't even flinch when she sees it. She whacks it in the head so it dies. And stuffs the thing in her bag so she can go find somebody to talk to about it. Like, I don't know how to describe this snake. I will go wave it in someone's face until someone can tell me how to cure my son. Which is exactly what they do. Mm-hmm. They then leave Balefire. They're, we've we've left him in the house because that's probably fine that no one has stayed behind to look at him. And they Well, find... they said that he's with a nursemaid. Okay. They do say I that guess. at one point. Okay. Who's it? Who's she? You know what? Who cares? So we find a healer. And the healer's like, oh, definitely. I've seen this snake before. I definitely have an antidote for you. Um, it's going to cost you 100 gold. And they, I don't think they have a copper. I don't think they have a single anything. So they're like, we don't have that. Okay, well, by the way, we're putting a timer on this. That's a 24-hour poison. Which I think is probably a true statement. But when you factor in that it's a child, it's probably closer to 12. Mm-hmm. This is a dose situation because if it takes 24 hours to fell a human, a, a, a grown adult, it's going to take a kid down faster. Anyway. Uh, also, like, I'm pretty sure that even if you had an antidote, it's still going to cause some permanent damage. Oh, yeah. Like that, I mean, his, 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 his uh, organs oh, have, have for been sure. severely damaged. Oh, for sure. Like, especially when you just let it simmer in your body. Like, there's no way his kidneys just don't look like just shriveled raisins so they go to a bar a tavern of some sort this all had very big D vibes to me by the way mm-hmm. because it was like we found a healer but we couldn't afford it so let's go to the tavern and discuss how we're gonna do it oh there's a suave pirate here so <laughs> mila's plan is here's a knife go be a man and just kill him kill him and take it like that's your job first of all I think Mila should do that. Mila looks like she would have killed that man while he stood awake. Yeah, and I would have like trusted she... her to do it. And I would have, I would have been like, yeah, perfect. Awesome. Amazing. Queen. Yeah. There's, they're, they're, I'd say a toxic couple in that both of them have swapped gender roles, but neither of them have recognized they swapped gender roles and have not, and have not accepted that they've swapped gender roles. Like traditional, I should say traditional gender roles. Okay. Like, I was like, mm. I'm very <laughs> traditional, traditional. Like they're basically both of them are incredibly mad that they are doing the things that they do, but they do them well and they seem fine with it. Like Mila is running the household. She can stab a snake. She's, she's tough and she's taking care of the family. She's providing. Rumble is taking care of the child. He's taking care of the home. This is all fine and great progressive house in the enchanted forest but both of them are so pissed (laughs) that that's what they have to do (laughs) and i think both of them want the same thing their own qualities out of each other so i think as we've learned especially with mila mila wants somebody that's also very take charge and adventurous and is it is um, upwardly mobile you know what I mean? Like, she's mm-hmm. looking for somebody who wants to better their position. Because she even makes a comment about her little life, her tiny life. She wants more. She wants more than this provincial life. Oh. Uh, yeah, see? Mm. Rumple has a type. <laughs> so, but Rumple just kind of wants to exist. He does, like, before he becomes the Dark One, he had no thirst for anything. He was just happy to catch fireflies with his son. He didn't care if he was a coward. He didn't care anything. He just, as long as there was someone providing him food... He didn't seem to care. 
he it didn't bother him so he didn't want to do all those things he just wanted to like exist in a tiny little thing and live and die and no one remembers his name which is so hilarious because of when he becomes the dark one he becomes so so far the opposite of that it's his downfall Mm -hmm. so yeah it's just one of those they both like this this relationship doesn't work it's one of those things where i think if a kid wasn't involved she would have left way sooner yeah and so because she does she loves she loves balefire but she cannot stand rumple so she's like maybe maybe if he goes and does this so she's like i will give him a job the job is to go stab the healer because if my son dies i will kill you like i think that was just like don't come back or without the poison or i'm gonna freak out and so he leaves the moment he leaves up swaggers hook in his most hook fashion <laughs> like this is this is him in his full scoundrel mode mm-hmm. and like as the kids say now he had riz coming out of his ears which by the way that means charisma okay I yeah i had no idea what you were saying yeah, Riz means charisma. So it just means if you have a bunch of Riz, it means you're very charismatic. Again, talking talking D and D terms. <laughs> Hook's rolling straight nat twenties on something he's already stacked his deck against. So <laughs> his stats are just all charisma. <laughs> just like going for a hit. What's your charisma? What? No, it's a hit. No, I'm gonna do it char- charismatically. But he sits down. He's like, "Hey, what's up?" And he like gives her a drink. He's like, "Seem a little tense." And he basically is, she's like, oh, well, like, you don't, like, I don't think you're a Navy guy. And he's like, mm, I'm not. She goes, oh. He's like, yeah, I see everything. She's like, every, the whole world. He's like, there's, I, the way he explains it is such like a, he, obviously he knows exactly what he's doing. And I loved every second of it. Because like, it smells of spices and they carry women in bejeweled carriages. Would you like to see something like that? And she's like, uh, 100%. But I can't. Because I have a dumb kid and a dumb husband in this stupid town. (laughs) And he is just like, got it. If that ever changes, I park my boat out there like every couple of weeks. So just pop and come on over. You just doesn't explain what this ship looks like. (laughs) I think he gives her a name, I think. But he does it like, yeah, my boat's the big one. Like, <laughs> just the Jolly Rogers back here. No, just, you'll just know it's mine. It's also wearing a red vest and looks amazing in eyeliner. You'll see it. <laughs> like, and she's just like, oh, like, she, she has, she has, um, I don't know what the, what the word I'm looking for here is, but basically she is, she is not taking the bait here. She is not. She has done what she needs to do. She is married. She is a m- mother. Her son is dying, so she needs to wait to see if her son's going to live. And so she goes back home. Meanwhile, Rumple is talking to the medicine man guy because he doesn't kill him. And the guy's like, I'll make a deal with you. And Rumple's like, awesome. I love making deals. I'm super good at them. No, he's, anyway. no, he says, like, I don't know anything about deals, but it sounds like fun. What an idiotic thing to say. Yeah. I don't know. What's a deal? How do deals work? What a deal? And it's like, oh, no. A deal is and, negotiate, Rumple. And so this dork comes back with the beans he traded for the cow. And he's like, Mila, don't worry. I got, the, I got it for our son. Oh, you killed him? No, I didn't kill him. I made him a deal. It was so much better. What'd you do? Oh, don't worry. I sold him 
our second child. Mila correctly does not react to this positively. Yeah. Like, he's like, no, we don't have a second kid. So why would we need to? First of all, that has dead bedrooms written all over it. These two have not slept together since he's been back from the war. I guarantee it. Um, no more children coming for the Rumpelstiltskin household. And so she's obviously very upset because what an insane thing to promise. Because now that means that Mila can never have a second child. Yeah. Because it has been sold to save the first child. Like, what in the my sister's keeper is happening here? <laughs> like, and she freaks out. She's like, no, I have to leave. And then leaves. And I, by the way, love her skirt situation. I don't know what was going on. It looked like it had a curtain, like a drape. Yeah. I loved this. She looks amazing. Her hair is fantastic. I love Mila in this episode. She looks beautiful. And she leaves, rightfully so. My son is okay. We put him back to bed. I am, I'm going to the bar. She like, again, full traditional dad mode. I can't deal with this. I'm going to go to the bar. She didn't go to the bar. She went to go look for the, the boat that looked good in eyeliner. <laughs> yeah, this, this really upset me. Like, yeah, it upset me a lot more this time than it did last time. And I remember last time it, it upset me quite a bit. But, you know, without, like, going into detail, just speaking as someone with experience and, you know, complications, like, as having that choice taken away from you like that by someone you care about, like, that's that seems like a crime. Like that's inconceivable to me. Like, and he's so blase about it. He does not know what he did and he doesn't care. No, because again, this is the contract. He promised their next child. So if, I don't want to get too deep into it, but the way that I was, I started thinking about it where I was just like, oh, of course she left him because she doesn't want to have another child with him or even risk it. But like, does that, account to any child she would have from here on out or no would it have to be their child i think it was his child because that's mm. why the next one is involved i think it's i think it's just rumple i'm pretty sure I feel that like he was- said our which is why i got confused like i said he said i feel like he said our next child or, the, or my sec- maybe he did say mine but that was where i was like my head was at a little bit where it was just like You know, like, that would suck for her being like, I don't know if I can even have a second kid if I leave this man. Because I'd also be afraid of that. Because she didn't see the contract. All of her her autonomy on this choice was taken away from her in a dark room by two men. Shocking. (laughs) Oh. Lots to unpack in there that we will not be unpacking. Mm. So anyway, so that is, that is, that's the thing. And she's like, no, you can't, you can't break that contract. (laughs) Smash cut uh, to far in the future after Rumpel has become the dark one. Uh, he goes back to the healer and is just like, yeah, dead man don't keep pro- don't keep contracts and then stabs it or takes his heart and crushes it and is just like, haha, I'm not beholden to you anymore. And 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 that's it. And it's it's not it. It's, it's a- we're going to bring that man back to like, stare at him later, which I think is funny. I yeah, just love he, how he stares. He just looks. And, uh, did you notice how in this scene, Robert Carlyle just had sparkle on? Mm-hmm. Like he, this... He had the he had the contacts, contacts, bad wig and sparkles. No green to be found. He nope. is just do not paint me at all anymore. I'm done. Yeah, 
I think it was a, no, we're not going to do any of those flashbacks. Oh, we have to do one more flashback. And it's only going to be for 10 seconds of footage. And he's like, absolutely not. Film me from a distance in the dark from the side. I'm not putting all this makeup on. Um, which is fair. I'm, 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 I'm assuming it's a, like, it's terrible. Um, so yeah, so he stabs, or he kills, I keep saying stab. He takes the heart of the man and he kills him. Yeah. And, uh, and anyway, so. So yeah, so. Fast forward. Back in the underworld, or underbrook, as Regina takes to calling it in this episode, uh, we're off to rescue Hook, who is being tormented by Hades. Hades sent him down the river of lost souls in a boat. And has chained him to be slowly lowered into the River of Lost Souls. It's a very convoluted plan. And it's just, it's weird. And also the opening graphic showed him hanging. And I I didn't care for that. Oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that at all. I will say it is funny because you can tell that they tried to hide the rigging that they were keeping Hook up in the air with. Uh-huh. And it made the chains not look like they were working yeah because he would have just fallen out of the chains there was nothing like yeah but it was very bond villain or not even bond villain it had a dr evil vibe to it like i was waiting for there to be sharks with laser beams attached to their head at the bottom (laughs) and he's just being lowered at an erratic like chakonk chakonk like why isn't it just drop him i don't understand what's happening (laughs) Gotta drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. (laughs) Into the River of Souls, which, oh boy, the CGI on the River of Lost Souls. Just the the River of Lost swirling sheet ghosts. The pixels. The pixels. Yeah, this this did not hold up to the standards from 1997's Disney Hercules. No, it did not. Because that river gave me nightmares. Oh my God, it was terrifying. Especially the, the when when Hercules starts like aging rapidly and everything. Oh, that that whole scene, I was just like, no, I can't. It was it was a lot. So they uh so Mila agrees to take Rumpel and Emma through the portal through the entrance to uh go rescue Hook, and it's through Emma's house <laughs> because we're out of sets. We. My favorite part of this episode, if you go rewatch it, just count the number of times Rumple explains something casually in the background. Mm. Like, he casually explains the heart thing uh, and they're walking through. And then he goes, oh, now that we've done that, it'll work forever. Um, and then I, f- I forget, he said something else that was wild. But he just keeps randomly dropping information about it. I will say, yeah. just so we can talk about it, Emma meeting Mila, 10 out of 10. Oh yeah, the best scene. Yeah, because Rumple just wants to. He's just living for the chaos, and and you know what? This kind of Rumple, like I enjoy. He's just living for the drama. He's just setting a fire and stepping back and watching it burn because he's like, oh hey, hi Mila, hi Emma. This is Mila, my ex-wife. Uh, Mila, this is Emma. Um, she uh she banged your son. And uh, and had an illegit and had a child with him in prison as a teenager, and now she's banging your ex boyfriend Hook, Emma Mila Mila Emma, and then, and then he just like wipes his washes his hands and like steps back. Yeah, Rumple as a messy bitch is my favorite mode. Um, it's great, and he does that, and I do like that Mila is just like, wait, you did what? And Emma, oh, 
oh, you're Neil's mom. Hi. Yeah. Listen, it's fine. It's... (laughs) I mean, if we want to get complicated about it, Neil was very old when I met him, and I was a teenager. So, frankly, if anyone should be upset, it's me. <laughs> and also, Hook <laughs> is also really old compared to Emma. That's not the point. So, they anyway, they go forward, and, like, I do like the whole time that Mila is kind of sizing up Emma just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, she misses her son, and her apparent unfinished business is to be forgiven by him. I, I don't... Hmm. I think that's what she thinks it is, but we don't necessarily know if that's true. Uh, because, like, that's something that can't... She says, like, that can't happen, but maybe if I do this good thing, that'll solve it, and then I can go do it. Like, it's... Again, the unfinished business thing is horribly explained. It does not make any sense. But, yeah, she's she's kind of sizing Emma up, and she's... But she chooses to stay with them. Like, Rumple says, you can go. Bye-bye. And Mila's like, no, I'm going to go help because I want to do a good thing so then I can be with my son again. And they head down the River of Lost Souls. Rumple uh, gives some exposition about how dangerous it is, which Hades also did. And they arrive and Rumple's like, yeah, I'm going to stay at the boat because this is the boat that will get us home. This boat right here. I happen to get it. It's right here. I got a boat home. I'm going to stay in it. You guys go ahead. And Mila Beth, goes, uh, 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 uh. Nope. Beth, I'm sorry. Hold on. My brain just broke for a second because I just realized that both. I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm fixated on the, the unfinished business children. But I just realized <laughs> that both, that both Rumpel's dad and his wife slash ex-wife are mostly dealing with children who will never grow up. And it broke my brain. I'm mm. upset. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> so we'll move on. We'll move on. We'll move yeah. on. But Mila, yes. Yeah. Mila says, nope, I'm staying with Rumple at the boat so he cannot escape. He can't run away. And Emma goes inside to uh, rescue her boyfriend. And in the meantime, with Mila and Rumple, we get a very nice scene. Yes. A very good scene. Where we really get to see Mila's point of view in her honesty about, like, I I wanted to do better by Balefire. I loved him. He, I love him. He's my son. I was just, you know, so caught up because I hated you so much because you sucked so bad. And, like, you know, when they first started presenting the whole Mila and rumple thing they very much painted mila as a bad character as a bad seed but now that we've had this context like yeah i'd be in the same boat i would have if 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 someone i cared about had did that to me it would be over between us it would be that that would be it oh yeah and i i again like i said you just learned it like this episode they they build you up. It's just... Uh, I'm so actively angry with what happens next. But, like, they give you this character... Devel- not development, but this more context to who Mila is. And about, like... You know, they shouldn't have been together in the first place. Like, they... Or they grew apart. I don't even understand how they were before. Like, they, they just didn't... They didn't work. They were a bad couple. They didn't match. They ended up having a kid together. 
And she got so angry. And now that we see the decision that absolutely broke her, because that would be a decision that bre- that would break a person. Hey, by yeah. the way, me and some random dude, you know, sold your... Uh, I'm not going to say it again. Like, that, that, I understand, is being a catalyst where you just fight or flight kicks in and she full flight. She just gone. And I get it because I'd I'd have left that life too. Yeah. And and Rumple is empathetic in the scene about it. And he's he's being kind with her and saying, you know, you're going to see him again and you're going to be able to talk to him and you're going to have that beautiful moment and tell him papa said hi. Tell him papa said hi. Uh. <laughs> That's me pushing Mila to her eternal damnation in the in in the river of lost souls because that happens we'll get to that in a second so meanwhile emma is saving hook and hades is popping in to go visit rumple and offer him some coffee um while freezing mila so she saw him and that's a very inter- that's a very important point rumple can't just erase her memory we that's just a fact but Hades is like, hey, hey, Rumple, I'm a fan. Just saying, you know, we're, you, you've, you've done me some good. Like a lot of the people down here because you sent them here. And I, I dig it. And I want you to keep doing it. But right now you can't do that. So, so, so can you go and your friends stay? You go because da, 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 da. Oh, I, that's the reveal that is at the end of the episode. I'm going to hold that. <laughs> Yo, he's like, not quite. No, 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 no. But he's just like, well, no, he basically just is like, hey, by the way, you need to destroy that boat because that boat means that they can leave here and I don't want them to leave. Yeah. And then he gives this big speech about how hope is terrible. And he gives the same speech to, to Hook at some point, which, by the way, the beginning part of this episode, they make so many Hook only has one hand jokes. I started getting uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Like, I we, we get it. I don't think we need to keep doing this. It's a a man has a disability. Let's chill out. Um, Yeah. For the hope at one point, Hades calls it contraband. And I was like, that's just the dumbest shit. Like this is, this episode was written by Jane Espenson. That's an Espenson moment right there. And it was such a, and he says it like he also does a lot of whispering. Mm -hmm. And it's just, yeah. Hope is contraband is such a like, I'm 14 and this is deep moment. <laughs> Where you're just like, oh God. Um, but yeah, he's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, but Mila saw you. And he's like, yeah, well, you'll fix that. Don't worry. Okay, yeah, I'll go fix it. He unfreezes her before he figures out what he's going to do. Like, Well, no, he it's, pa- it's pretty much Hades is telling him what he wants him to do. And, and then and, and basically Rumple's like, well, why don't you do it? And he's like, well, I want that. It's the same with the boat. Why don't you do it? You can do it. You can do anything. You're a god. He's like, no, I want you to do it. He's testing Rumple. He's testing him because Hades has all of this figured out already. He already knows that this whole promise to Rumple that he's going to send him home. It's not going to happen. He already knows this. Like he's 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 he's. he's Halfway down the football field, and Rumple is still at the goal line. I just, 
what drives me nuts is that we've been presenting Rumple for the last like two and a half seasons as guy with all the plans and guy who's never wrong. And then suddenly Hades exists. And this is fine. Like I actually enjoy that like Rumple is being challenged in a way like cuz Rumple's got all his guards down. He's not even looking through the loopholes anymore. Like he doesn't see that the 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 deal that he's making sucks. But he doesn't even try to like be better. Like I'm mad for Bell in this moment. <laughs> like yeah. there not a heroic muscle was strained in the in the rest of the episode. No. Because what happens is he unfreezes Mila and Mila is like immediately, yeah, it was Hades. We must tell the must tell them now. And Rumple's like, nope, I'm going to burn the boat and I'm going to hurl you into the air and you're going to fall into the river of lost souls, ne'er to be seen again. That is the end of Mila's story I... in Once Upon a Time. Listen, I get it. Greek tragedy. It's, her, her story is wildly tragic. I'm mad about it, though. I don't like tragedies. <laughs> They're bad. I just, I, I don't know how that that was the play. If we're going to give him a redemption, stop digging us deeper. Please. He's done the, he's done so many terrible things. We do not need to keep making him do terrible things. I want to see him be better. I want to see him take on the Dark One mantle and flip it on his head. Because he's powerful. He literally then poofs them to another location. Can't he just gag Mila and bind her in some way and poof her to a second location and figure out what to do later? Like, he didn't have to... He literally just made a bunch of promises to a dead woman who only wants to do right by her son and then damns her to an eternity of being a lost soul. Uh, I'm I'm mad about it. I'm mad not because of the content, although it does upset me. I'm mad because we know that he's gonna get in a, he's gonna get his eternity of happiness with Belle. He's getting his happily ever after. He's getting his heaven. And given all this horrible stuff that he's doing, I'm okay with him doing horrible, shitty things. In fact, I think it's more interesting. But it has to serve a narrative purpose. It has to have a good comeuppance. We don't get that with him. It's He gets rewarded in the end. He gets everything he could ever want in the end. And that's what makes it so mad, makes me so mad. Because, like, he does a horrible thing to Mila. Does he ever truly face consequences for this? And my, I, from what I remember, no, he doesn't. No, no. Um, and it's, it's just bad. It's just bad, and I was I was furious about it when it happened last time, and I'm somehow madder. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> uh, but but like he does that, and he's got his hand out, right? But like Emma and Hook appear because listen, I love Emma saving Hook because it's such a cute little like romance moment, like romance fantasy novel kind of moment. Because oh, she yeah. first of all, listen, she has no trouble. Pulling him to the side, unhooking him, and dragging his limp body. Like, a full-grown man, she doesn't have any problem getting him and all of his chains to safety. She has a bigger problem trying to do the balance beam in heels. <laughs> she spends so much more time doing that. And it's all the, oh, I'm gonna, oh, 
I'm gonna hook. Oh, gotta get hooked, and I gotta put him down. Hey, you're here. And then they have a cute little moment where he's like, I told you not to come save me. And she's like, I never listen. I'm impossible. And you love me for it. Ah. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> they're so cute. Oh, I'm gonna die. And so that's when they come out and Rumple turns his head like, what has happened? None of this makes sense. None of his, his little pantomime is so confusing. To me. He's like, oh no, Hades burned the boat. It also burned my hand and Mila's disappeared. Oh no. And, and Emma does not suspect a thing. I, I just, all. I also, I feel bad for Hook in this moment too. Where he's just like, Mila was here? And she's like, yeah, she helped us get here. She helped bring me here to save you. Like, that's a lot of information for Hook to be getting in his, what I can only imagine, very delirious state. Hey, remember the woman you tragically lost and you spent years trying to get your revenge for? Uh, Yeah, she was here, but now she's in, in hell. She's gone to actual hell now, I guess. And they're just, and he's just like, I love how, like, he's just delirious. He's like, hmm, Hades will pay. He doesn't, there's no emotion coming out of him. He's just like, I'm so covered in blood right now. But Hades will pay. Yes, he will pay. And then Rumple poofs them. Why couldn't he have just poofed them without the boat? Whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because we needed the boat to burn. Uh, terribly why was it bright red you thought the cgi on the river was bad wait till you see the cgi of the boat exploding oh my god so then or go hades back. hair or hey mm-hmm. <laughs> so but they go back and by the way my favorite um part of the season is just seeing how many different semicircles when the group reforms <laughs> yep because they all just like pile into a room and then just blow out into a circle it's so funny to watch every time <laughs> everyone hit your mark it, it well it also it also makes you feel like we're part of the circle it's like the you know we're the camera meaning us we're in the circle too we're part just, of the moment we're part of the, which means we're dead and we have unfinished business <laughs> oh god Oh my god, you know how that whole thing where you're just like, you know, like uh, all the different conspiracy theories about, you know, you're you're the only person and everyone else is a robot, or like, we're all living in the eye of a giant, like that's the, yeah, we're all actually in season five of <laughs> Once Upon a Time in the Underworld, uh, constantly, forever. I just wish Emma, or Regina, no, Regina, I wish Regina had more flea bag moments where she would just like look at the camera for a second, like, mm. <laughs> we don't, <laughs> <laughs> Well, Hook, t- uh, sorry, Rumple takes them all back uh, to, I believe it's to Granny's. They're all chilling there. It's either Granny's or the house. I don't I remember. Think they're at the ha- I they're- think they're at Emma's house because they're in a homestead and it's large and it doesn't seem destroyed. And I don't think anyone stayed behind to clean. <laughs> Fair. So they're in a location and and Rumple, like, R- R- Hook finds out a lot of information that should make him want to kill Rumple immediately. Um, mainly that Hook's sacrifice was completely in vain so that Rumple could keep his power, which, by the way, I sure would have liked to see that dialogue between Emma and, and Hook. Oh, by the way, it's great to see you. I missed you. I love you. Uh, also, um, Rumple kind of fucked us both over in this yeah and he's all the dark ones now so what you did means nothing so 
Oh, they're, they, first of all, they are at Snow's place. But yes, I want to see that conversation. Hey, why are you, why did you come here to rescue me? Oh, because you died for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and Emma gets ready to split her heart so that uh, Shane Hook can share it and they can leave. Uh, Regina goes to pull it out because her magic is back. She got her mojo back. But oh no, it's repelled because there's those headstones. And now they've got three names on them. They've got Emma, Snow, and Regina. Dun, dun, dun. But that's not the only dun, dun, dun we get in this episode. We get another dun, dun, dun with Rumple and Hades. Rumple goes to visit Hades and is like, hey, what's up? I did, I did the thing. It sucked. But also, I kind of liked it. I mean, a little cagey. I don't know. But, like, can I go now? Because I want to get back to Belle. And he's like, Hades says, I know you want to get back to Belle. There's a reason for it. Because I got, I put together your little magic crystal ball. And I saw that you were trying to summon an image of your baby, of your child. And guess what? It's show Belle's belly. <laughs> Because she's apparently, like, their one night of sex, I guess, got her pregnant. Four days ago. Yeah. She's now super pregnant. Like, it's like, okay. Well, it said that she doesn't know it yet. So she she's just got fertilized. She Yeah, it was like, it this seemed- is the moment. Like, we're looking at it. She's eating a waffle. And it was just like, she has implantation cramps. Like, she's like, oh, what was that? Hmm. Well. Anyway, la, la, la. <laughs> I do like that one of the shots is of her sleeping because girl's tired. First trimester's tough. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Super sleepy. Oh, my God. I remember um, this was during pandemic. I was pregnant during pandemic. And we, Tim and I wanted to, like, get the heck out of Dodge, get out of New York for a bit. So we went and we rented a cabin in Mount Gretna, Pennsylvania, um, which Tim knew, so that we could stay somewhere, be isolated, social distance, but still get out of town. Beautiful cabin, wood everywhere. It was gorgeous, two floors. I was like at week eight, week nine. I spent the whole time on the couch on the first floor watching episodes of The Office and sleeping. The whole time. I was so tired. I've never been that level of tired in my life. Yeah, no, I went out to my car at work. I didn't, I didn't eat lunch because, first of all, I was too nauseous to eat. Uh, but I would go out to my car, lay my chair back, and I would sleep for my lunch. Like, I would just <laughs> sleep at lunch and I would like be, like, groggily coming. Because I fell asleep at my desk, like, three times before I started doing that. Because I would just sit there with my hand on my head resting. And then it would just be like, oh, how long was how long were my eyes closed? Oh, damn. Um, yeah. Being uh, first trimester. So, Belle's seepy. But she's also eating pancakes because she's eating pancakes for two now. She uh, sure but- is. So, uh, yeah, we- so this is when Hades uh, drops the ball, not the crystal ball, because he repaired that. He it has reveal- unfinished business. <laughs> he reveals to Rumple that, no, he's not going to send him home right away. In fact, he's going to kind of put him to work a little bit because guess what? See this dude here that you killed, Fendrake, the healer guy with the tattoos on his face? The guy over in the corner that's not blinking? Yeah, him? <laughs> Yeah, is it was it like a cardboard cutout? I know. It was like, why is he so far away? <laughs> Just like squatting there. Um, yeah, so when you killed him, it didn't get rid of the contract. Those live on forever when they have unfinished business. Because the contract itself is unfinished business. So by oh signing over the contract, 
does Fendrick get to go to heaven because now his business is done? His contract has been fulfilled? Oh, my God. That'd be so funny. He's like, I finally I get to go to the good place. You know what? I'm going to guess a person that's, uh, um, that's promising to heal sick children by, by buying other sick children is not going to the good place. So Probably not. So, yeah. So he says, oh, and now this dude, the healer, has signed the contract over to me. So now I can take that baby whenever I want. So you're going to have to work for me so I don't take that baby. Now this, I will say, as much as this episode pissed me off, because it pissed me off a lot, I liked this. Yeah. For a couple reasons. One, narratively, it's an interesting spin on the Rumpelstiltskin story. (laughs) Ha ha, spin, get it? Because he spins straw into gold. Interesting spin on that. And also, it's because... Rumple has been put into a compromising situation of his own of his own making that does not involve someone holding a dagger that makes him do anything you say. Yeah. So Rumple has to choose to do what this guy says. He's not being forced to. He could break the con. He could he could like not do the work for Hades. Hades would just take the baby. So I like that element of it. I think that's very interesting. And also a side note, I, I was reading through the wiki and apparently according to according to the wiki, I don't know how true this is. Uh, the reason Rumpel was killed the guy was because this was when he was trying, he was thinking about running away with Cora. Was like macking it with Cora. So like, remember, because he wanted, he wanted to like be with Cora. So presumably he was like, oh, well, we're going to have an, a baby. So I got to not have the baby get stolen by this weird healer guy in the woods. Oh, that does make sense. I do. I Okay, so I agree with, I'm not sure I agree with that timeline, but I, I guess. Um, but I do agree that I like Hades tricking him, being mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I told you you can leave. I didn't tell you when you could leave, though. Hmm, interesting. Like, it was very, like, cursed monkey paw kind of thing like rumple knows better than this rumple knows better than to make vague promises and vague deals like because this is what rumple does and so someone rumpling back to rumple 10 out of 10 always love it because rumple did not immediately win he did something object like uh, absolutely worse not objectively worse 100 percent worse and is still and is somehow now in a even worse situation like, that's the most comeuppance that he's getting, is the fact that his first instinct ma- now made it worse. Like, you could have done something else, but now this is happening to you. And also, I love the idea that something he did early in his time as the Dark One comes back. You know what I mean? Like, this is a combination of all of the bad decisions he's ever made. It's like, oh, remember that, like, first terrible decision you made? Yeah. Here. We're here. Because mm-hmm. he tells Mila that he's like, I don't want to kill this healer guy because I don't want his son to grow up with a dad who's like a murderer. It's like, that's funny considering what happens literally a few months later. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I I think the only like just lingering issue I have is this whole idea that one, Rumple as the dark one would think that killing someone would void a contract to 
that no one else tried that with Rumple or Rump- did Rumple do that with anybody else? And three, I I would have liked sometime over these previous seasons. I know this wouldn't have happened because the storyline didn't exist in any shape or form. I I would have liked little teases about this because technically, you know, because Rumple has this whole regret that he only broke one deal and that was his deal with Balefire. Do we count this as a broken deal if he's killing somebody so that he doesn't have to fulfill it? Is that a broken deal? I don't. I think in Rumple's little twisted brain, it's not because you can't fulfill a deal to a dead man. So it's just, hey, I don't have to make like, because I mean, if you make a deal with somebody and they die, I mean, you're not beholden to that deal anymore. Logically, I don't think you're allowed to murder the person, though. I feel like, <laughs> like I know that there's not a lot of rules, but that seems ethically a little bit sketch. Yeah, and, and, you, and you say you wouldn't have to fulfill the end of the deal, but as we see in this episode, that's not necessarily true. We all have mortgages in the afterlife. It turned, yeah, guys. Late stage capitalism will follow you to the depths of hell. Um, I. I do appreciate that, like, Rumple can't just say stuff and make it true in some cases. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I appreciate moments where he's just wrong. Because that's great. He should yeah. be wrong. He should be being beat by being wrong sometimes. That would make him a much more interesting character. Please. Yes, and it involves him having to choose as opposed to it literally being forced on him that he literally has no choice. I don't want to do it, but I must because I'm being controlled by this dagger. No, this is literally my only option. It's not. Yeah. In this case, it's absolutely not. Anyway, that was a season five, episode 14, a devil's do. And, um, I think we are due a better ending for Mila. Got him. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Justice for Mila. Mm-hmm. I I kind of wish she would have like just before she hit the water, just been like, like gone up because like, again, as we've discussed, her, her unfinished business couldn't have been like unfulfillable. Like that is a level of not even irony, just cruelty. Like that would be that would be a second stage. Like, there's an underworld where you know what you can complete, but then there's got to be, like, a second underworld where you go where you're like, oh, you're unfinished business? It's actually physically impossible for you to ever fulfill again. Isn't that uh, just limbo? Maybe. I think limbo's more of a, like... Where the babies go. <laughs> babies who have not been baptized go there, and I think also just people... I forget all the, the, the rules of limbo. Um, I do remember in the the game Dante's Inferno where they tried to make a, a Crusades version of God of War and you went to limbo and there were all these like baby heads that looked like spiders that were terrifying. It was a wild game. Um, yeah, no, they're like a limbo. I think like there'd be a lesser level, but that's also just like hell. Like that would be hell, wouldn't it? Where you're just like, oh, I have unfinished business, but <laughs> you can never complete it because your unfinished business was to study dodos and they're all dead. You're dumb. <laughs> and would it be, it would be an even more sapia toned version of Storybrooke. It'd be in black and white. Oh, no! it's tragedy. But it would all be like a, an episode of a, a, a Game of Thrones type show where it's all black and white and also so dim you can barely see what's <laughs> happening. Hello? 
it would ensure we wouldn't have to put makeup on Rumple. Yay! Just you have to trust me. I'm very sparkly right now. There's just no light in here. Just believe me. We want to thank all of you for joining us for this latest episode of Once Upon a Timing. We want to thank our patrons, especially our Swan Queen patrons. This week's Patreon shout out goes to Lindsay Halleck. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for supporting us. If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, you can head to patreon.com slash OUA timing. You can support us on, you know, subscribe to us, follow us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Podbean, app, uh, Amazon Music, Spotify, a lot of different places. Wherever you get those yummy, yummy podcasts, you can find us there. You can join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash OUA timing. And you can find us on other social media platforms. It's around. I'm on Instagram at Beth Elderkin, although I don't really post a lot of pictures. I'm I'm out there. I'm not even going to plug it. I'm, I'm out there on the, the internet. Ether. I think randomly people have found my me on TikTok, but... Um, I have been starting to get like once upon a time the side of TikTok. I feel like there there's either a resurgence or TikTok has figured out that I do like the show, so it keeps mm. showing me people talking about it. And it's interesting how people are are coming back to the show oh. and experiencing it again, much like which what what we're doing. And it is very interesting. Um, it's it's just interesting. It's I I like revisiting old shows. Like this is fun and just getting to see it with a new lens. Um, it's like every time I rewatch Gilmore Girls and I'm just like, wow, everyone is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And Abby, we'll see you next week. See you next week, Beth.